Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome, brothers and sisters, to an audio experience brought to you by Muslims on the Move, a program of Advanced Platform Committee. Once again, we want to engage with you through this podcast and hope it benefits you. So take a listen to this week's episode and let us know what you think. Assalamu alaikum. You are listening to Muslims on the Move. You are here with yours truly, Abdurrahman. Amina. Fatima. And Kabir. Yes, yes. And we are back for another episode, a new season. Is this is this episode two? You know, I always get this wrong. Episode two <laughs> of this season? Yes, yes. Okay. Alhamdulillah, I got one. Absolutely. So we got a lot to talk about today. I want to open it up and get started. It's it's uh, late here, so no time to waste. I want to dive right into our topics today. So I want to start it with, what do we feel about interfaith relationships most importantly interfaith marriages really feel about uh you know interfaith marriages and not necessarily just a muslim man because i know there's this whole concept of you know muslim men can marry women of the book and that women of the book is a very vague term right which can encompass people outside of islam like christian Christians, Jews, but uh, my question is: Are there really any? Are there really a lot of women who are um, people of the book, right? Like when you just have Ashley from like wherever, right? And she technically does not really follow Christianity. Is she considered women of the book? I'm just well. well, I mean, you have you have that same thing in Islam, though, right? Where someone is Muhammad. Um, but he's not necessarily of the Quran, you know. Um, but he believes in Allah, though. Whoa, well, not always. Not, not, not always. Yeah, that too. Right? That like too. you have certain people that were like, you, people might say, "I was raised Muslim." I think people right. oftentimes actually know where they identify. Like certain people will might might tell you, like, "Oh, I'm a you know, a lapsed Catholic." It's like I I don't think. And, and correct me if I'm wrong here because I'm actually not Catholic. My understanding is that that means like you might not necessarily practice all the tenets of Catholicism, but that's still your creed. That's still what you believe. Right. In the same way that like if somebody says like, you know, I don't pray. Right. We don't then say, well, you know, it, like if they believe like, like no prayer is something that you do, this is, you know, a part of the creed, but they're like, yeah, I don't really do it like that. Do we then go and say, well, you're not Muslim? Yeah, yeah, you're not Muslim. No, we don't. But I mean, in the Quran, it does say to marry from the good um, of them who, I mean, maybe it doesn't go into debt of like whether they practice or not, obviously, but it does say marry the good chaste women of the people of the book so and, and then there's levels to that right because you know some may argue that oh um based on you know what we believe happened to the the bible that might not be of the book but then you have like orthodox christians who 
you know, they kind of fit a little bit more along the lines that, you know, kind of, that, you know, their, their practices are a lot more along the lines of uh, Islam. Is, would that be considered of the book or like, is, is that worth drawing or splitting hairs about? I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying and I don't know what the actual, like anything is, but I'm just saying a lot of, quote unquote men who do this, they're not really looking for these um women who are more like chaste and who actually try to like follow their religion. Uh I I, I think that I think that's a little I think that's a little loaded. Rest in peace a little loaded. Um but... exactly. I feel like that's really the point for some men though. They feel as though they this it's it's an op- it's an opportunity to yeah, it's an opportunity to marry out of the faith because they know that they don't really have to follow all the strict rules because the woman might not really pinpoint, oh, this is wrong, this is right, and this is wrong because they don't know most things about Islam yet. Oh, man. I, I'm sure yeah. that that... I'm sure that that, that happens, right? Like, I, I definitely can agree that that's... believe that like people can sometimes want uh you know someone who is you know pious someone who's of the book but find more connection to someone that's outside of their faith right like it doesn't necessarily have to mean that you know they want to be lax and let's keep it a buck let's 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 keep it a bean and, and i like where this is going right like <laughs> you could find you can find uh, someone within your religion that's just as lax as you are Right, I don't think you need to, you know, jump mm-hmm. outside of your religion for that. That's that's actually a very good point. That's a very, very, very good point. Um, and I'll say I think sometimes the flip side of it is that like you can potentially find somebody that shares more of your values than like the people around you that identify with you on the basis of religion, even if they don't hold the same religion. Oh my god! And I think that's something Even that's actually men. very true. Yes. Like all, all across the board. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and and I think for the for people that hold like let's say multiple identities, and in a way where sometimes those might conflict. You know, some of y'all might know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. If you don't, it, it, it mm-hmm. might be okay. It's okay. But if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Right. 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 Like you recognize that sometimes you 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 don't necessarily have the luxury of being able to say. I just want somebody that is a practicing Muslim. Alhamdulillah, that's it. Mm. Some people might see it that way. Their immediate family might not see it that way. Their mm. extended family might not see it that way. Their community might not see it that way. Uh, and so you got to, now you're asking yourself, where do you fall on, on that spectrum, right? If you don't have access necessarily to a wide community of people that share, you know, the same intersection of identities as you do. Uh, and so I think that could be a potential motivator for somebody to want to date outside, or, you know, marry. Sorry, we don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> word, you know oh, I, I don't know. I, yeah, you know I'm not. I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers here. You, you know how people get when you say date. I was talking about yeah. the, the medjool, the deglet nors, all of that. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, you know, like, and I'm not saying I condone it. But I understand what might drive somebody to do it for legitimate reasons. Right. But yeah, like people might want to finesse. And I think people are going to have, you know, like the people that want to finesse are going to try to finesse whether or not they marry a Muslim or a non-Muslim. That's just one specific way of trying to 
not hold them hold themselves accountable, hold themselves to a decent standard. Mm. But do you think that's common? Do you think most of the most of the let's say men, right? You know that, you, or rather, you hear of potentially wanting to marry outside of their religion are doing it specifically so that they can like you know get it easy and i I don't know who would do that's the other thing that's weird about this to me is that like if you're a man that is looking to sort of i guess do something so that you can follow the rules there are a lot of easier ways to follow the rules i feel like i can i can um i feel like one thing i've heard before is that some men they think like muslim women like the whole process is just too much like it's Mm. just so much easier for me to just marry whatever this white girl from whatever because we don't have to worry about her dad being involved we don't have to worry about all these other things we don't have to worry about my hair we don't have to do all these things that that are included i have heard that before and i'm just like wow that's really interesting (laughs) i was like and that's a lot of the reason why people um go into like so so i've heard Somebody once told me that I'm really into interracial marriage and just dating outside of who I am because it's just easier. Like, I'm not going to have to go mm-hmm. through the whole bow down to the dad, you know, and I join a process and, and I don't have to do the mahad and I don't have to wait, do wait, wait, because... wait, 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 huh? wait, 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 I'm so yeah. confused. I'm, I'm yeah. the, I think I yeah. had like a very specific composite of like who you were talking about. And now I'm like, who, who's saying nah. they don't have to bow Bro, down and, to the and, dad, and that's another thing. but it's, it's not... an interracial marriage? So yeah, I'm like, it's not confusing. I'm you, trying to do the math. So, if it's the, other, so the if it's the other way, thing. right? Like, let's say if, um, like, come if it's if the woman is like white or whatever, right? He doesn't mm-hmm. have to worry about oh, like Nigerians, and this is cultural, right? Not Islam, right? right? right Nigerians right. will have like a list of things like you got to do, or yeah. oh, you have like bring thirty yams and and you know and like all of that. Yeah, no. Well, 30 amps don't even cost oh. that much in 2020. <laughs> you can get 30 amps. If you're broke, just say that. Just say that. <laughs> okay, and if you're, I guess if you're talking about like a white person specifically, mm-hmm. I, I can see why that's shifting. And now it seems like we're also shifting to like the space of like, you want to marry a convert mm-hmm. because you feel like you can finesse a convert. Like, and I'm not assuming that all white people are converts. It might just be, <laughs> there, there might be a higher likelihood because mm-hmm. if the person's not a convert, are you going to keep that same energy? Right, and and because because that's the thing. Like like you have to be talking about a white because it's like other ethnicities have similarly, if not more rigorous processes for like marrying their daughters. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if white you cultures don't have rigorous processes for marrying their daughters. That's why I'm like. That's white people you, that are really involved with their family, like that. right. And yeah, and you're looking for odds? somebody that's broken, right? You're looking yeah. for somebody that has <laughs> like a broken family, family doesn't yeah. have friends in their they don't life. Know so. I just want to find and, and it doesn't even respect themselves. Uh, that is, I, yeah. I don't think all people. I'm just saying, like that's one thing I've heard. But I completely agree with the fact that what Kabir was saying about people just falling in love with um, people who are just more similar to them, and I feel like mm-hmm. that's something that even um, people need to understand that women too have that, right? I've had people that I felt like I connected more with that were not Muslim, but I'm just like, this person is not Muslim. So obviously I cannot like, you know, absolutely. like I had to completely cast that out of my mind. And I feel, and I I, I hate to say this, but I feel like Muslim men need to have that energy too. They need Mm. to have the energy that this, yes, this person I connect with more or whatever, but this shouldn't be, um, 
my number one go-to. I should try other people, other so, Muslim women. I agree 100%. There's, so now you I, have... I agree 100%. There's way, I agree 100%. There's way too many single Muslim women out here. No, but, and that's fine. Now you like, have we a doing, single We're doing Muslim. a lot for the men, but the men don't do... They don't really want to do a lot. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. But does that that's solve the problem, though. though, right? Like, does that really solve the problem? It sounds more like now you have a single Muslim woman and a single Muslim man when both of you guys could have been potentially married. But you, and we talked but, about that in season two, though. We talked about that in season two. Some of y'all might not necessarily have the best uh approach on how to approach a woman, and some of y'all, women, if we're gonna keep it a stack, might not necessarily be in the best place to receive that. It's okay, you know. Um, <laughs> we'll get there, uh, maybe not through uh our episodes, but uh, inshallah, you'll find your way. So, do you do you think sometimes you know, I sometimes find it interesting that like uh. In the same vein that we'll talk about, it's natural sometimes to feel connections with someone outside of our religion. But in in the same breath, we'll say someone within our religion will be very stringent on how they practice. Right? Like we'll say, ah, you know, if he if he if he doesn't if he doesn't get up and pray Fajr on time, then that's a no go. But we were willing to we you know we were willing to draw a connection with John, you know, who's, uh, you know, <laughs> you know who, who doesn't pray any salat, you know? Um, well, I think John is more open to hearing and listening while there's more cultural biases when talking to people that, like, Muslim people that you um, I think that plays a role in, in certain things, but, I mean, what do you guys think? I think it has more to do with being more strict on, um, like not giving that grace to um because you're holding them to a higher standard right it's like you're muslim you should know better you should know exactly this. absolutely someone yeah, I, would, who's, I agree 100 yeah someone who's not muslim i don't expect them to be praying they don't even know what that is right but you're like i personally i would hold someone who's muslim to a higher standard because that's just how it is you already know this and you're you just should know better right yeah you're just yeah. choosing not to do this so. um and and I, I, I agree as well. Uh, and I think that, like, in, in a certain sense, I, I think it allows for almost, like, a healthier place. And, and this is, and I'm not saying this is healthy, but I but a healthier place in the sense of, like, you know, I think there are a lot of ways in which we, as, you know, people looking um, or, you know, engaging with somebody might be like, okay, I need somebody that does this, 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 and this. Um, because we're so wrapped up in, in our experience with mm. religion as well. Whereas with somebody else, you're getting a fresh new start. Like, it's like, if you're a, a dude, right, I'm not, you know, I'm not speaking for anybody here, but like, say you're a dude that's worried about like, oh, you know, am I dealing with somebody that's committed in or whatever, whatever, or both ways. It, it could go both ways. should go both ways. Uh, let me not tell you what should or shouldn't happen. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, you know, if that's something you care about, are you really as upset for somebody that, you know, did not have that as a concept? Mm. I mean, I would say probably not. I mean, may, depends on the individual, of course, but but I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I, I mean, I guess it all... Well, okay. I just always think about, like, sometimes do we really need our partners to mirror mirror our 
ambition in all categories, whether it's faith, career, right? Like, you know, because you have three jobs, does your spouse need to have three jobs? Because you work out every day, does your spouse need to work out every day? Like, is that what you need in a partner, though? Um, I I mean, of course, of course not. But I think one of those things is not, some of those things are not like the other or not, right? It for sure depends on the person. Um, I think, and I, and I think that reflects how people go about looking for partners. For some yeah. people, faith might not be the number one thing. And so they, you know, and I mean, like this happens. Like there are, there, there are Muslims that sort of get involved with non-Muslims because at the end of the day, for all of the things that they are looking for in a partner, um, what they're getting from people that share the one attribute of faith is not enough to, to sort of outweigh what other folks might bring to the proverbial table. But then you also have other people that, you know, sort of have the willingness and then also the availability around them to say, look, my religion is important to me. I don't really see how I could live my life in the way that I'm setting out to live it. If you don't share this or, you know, you can't really participate in it in some way. And, you know, that's, that's also understandable, I think, for that being the case, right? Because there's so much tardy. Like, I think about it this way, bro. Like, say you meet a really great, you know, non-Muslim woman or whatever. She just, you know, you're, you're, you've been looking for so long. You're just tired. And she comes along. You're like, oh, my God, she's perfect in every way, shape, or form. Um, and, you know, you start talking to her. You start liking her or whatever. And then she's like, I want to get a dog. Like, what are you going to do? And you're like, oh, we can't get a dog. And she won't necessarily understand it in the way that you understand it. Uh, right? And just little things like that, where, like, like I think, that's like, crazy. but, like, but you guys, it sounds crazy, but if you're Muslim, it's not that crazy. You know, right, like, you're right. like, I get it. And so right. you have, like, a fundamental difference in, in how you see the world. And so that's why I can co-sign this idea of, like, if, if this is how you plan to live your life, um, like and that's this is something that's important to you and to do it well then yeah like i don't i don't know if interfaith should be the first thing that you go to and also the point of the community right like it's the community is and i think we lose sight of this because like we are not necessarily often in like extended families and we focus so much more on nuclear families now and it's just like the mom the dad whatever but like it's it will there will be like sort of consequences if for example you have a bunch of sisters in a certain area that are looking you know want need a certain level of whether it's protection provision companionship whatever it is and they're consistently not getting it you know and so like if you are a brother that is looking to get married i mean i'm not saying like i think if you're not going to look at the women in your community i i, I mean i would ask why right like is there like you know and and like is that why like a a serious sort of why it's like you can't engage with them at all you can't give them a chance at all like at all Um, yeah and i mean to be fair it's like a lot you know you know you know for 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 most you know i think that's a definitely a an entirely a fundamental issue and on its own right like uh you know unwillingness to look within you know you know to look within your own community i think you know sometimes people feel you know hey you know uh i shouldn't feel shackled or i shouldn't only look within my community and you know this is when you know when people kind of look elsewhere and 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 find that hey i can draw connections to people but i wanted to touch on 
you know, what you mentioned, like with the dog thing, I totally can agree with that, right? That there's just going to be times where, wow, you, the worldview difference can be a challenge. But at the same time, I know, I know Muslims who got dogs with dogs, right? You know, so it's like, so what if your Muslim wife or your Muslim husband was like, brought home a dog, and all the kids are like, whoa, daddy, a dog, <laughs> right? What do you do then? <laughs> so, I know Muslims who have dogs. Right, me too. I don't blame a lot. Of, a lot of drugs. A lot of dogs are cute. Well, I understand. <laughs> I mean, like, I could have a, you know, but. And I, it, to be fair, like that happens on a lot of levels, you know. Some Muslims smoke, smoke. Some Muslims drink, drink. Um, there smoke, are a lot. Smoke. Of... <laughs> I stole that from a YG song. I for sure stole that from a YG song. Oh gosh, um, smoke, smoke. <laughs> um, but and, and I, I mean that—that's always the thing too, right? Like, just because somebody is quote unquote Muslim, you like, and we're always going to get back to this point of like. You're dealing with a person at the end of the day and not a label. You're going to have to know, like, who is this person? How do they live their life? And, mm. and that's going to be what you're looking at. Um, and, at and, and again, at the end of the day, I think wh- for where we live now, the time we live in now, if somebody is, you know, like, finds happiness somewhere, I can't tell you that you can't have that. You know, I, I'm not going to be the one to say you can't do that. That's wrong. That's how whatever, whatever. Um, and you know, if that happens, okay, great. And if there are ways in which you, you compromise things, well, I mean, that's sort of the lot you've cast. My, my thing is at the end of the day though, like just in terms of like, I'm just saying, if this is something that you value in a certain way, and again, it might not be, it might be like, okay, this person is, you know, religious or whatever, but they're kind of boring. Or like all the, you know, all the sisters around are kind of boring. I don't feel like I can connect with them. Whatever, whatever somebody's reason might be. And vice versa, vice versa. Um, I think, again, like you should at least be able to make decisions that are in accordance with your values. And if Islam is one of those things, I, you know, I would think that you start there versus mm-hmm. saying, let me start outside of what it is I want. Sure. Or at least even ask yourself the question of like, if I'm starting here and not where, you know, it might make sense to start, like, why am I starting here versus in some totally different place? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Additionally, I think it's it's also still important to remember that, like, you know, it 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 is very convenient and it's valuable to have a ruler or a ruling that's above both parties in a in a in a relationship in a marriage and if you guys can be in you guys can be in agreement in agreement with what the ultimate ruling is it can also help to get through some differences that are beyond mm. personality beyond you know what who you might have thought that you married and realize that you you married someone completely different but having a unified you know something that's larger than you that can say okay well we're not getting along but let's let's both choose to do what Allah said here you know um I think that's also important to think about is because no matter who you marry you're going to realize that there's things you didn't know about them and you're going to you know you will be tested so right. I think having a, a cheat, you know, a cheat sheet that we're both on the same accordance, 
yeah. it's important also. Facts, facts, one thousand percent. And I feel like that maybe does tie back to the fact that sometimes people just want to do what they want to do. And they just try, people try to like, you know, sometimes even change text and stuff just to fit what they already wanted to do and mm. not really like trying to go in accordance to Allah's rules and why we're here in the first place. Okay. Which is very true. I mean, even going back to the, the ayah that we were talking about where it says like, it says in um, women of the, of the scriptures or whatever, people are now thinking like, is it men as in just men? Or is it men as in mankind? And um, mm. it's, it's, it's crazy because, well, I mean, what do you guys think? Hey, yo, don't, don't even ask me, Fatima, you're the one that lived in Egypt. You're the one that, that, that knows <laughs> the Quran. You know Arabic. You know, you probably have the, the best understanding of, of, of the, the, all the tafasir out there. Is this something you have <laughs> ever heard in your tafasir? life? I'm saying out of, oh. out of us, out of the four of us here. So it is something that I've heard that people say not while studying, right? From studying. No, no, no. I'm talking about like actual scholars, like, like actual scholars, like people. So actual scholars and studying, I've not really heard that rhetoric, but that's something that people who, I guess, like later read the Quran and they're like, well, why does Allah says, oh, men for everyone with these ayahs, but how come this can't apply to this? Right. And it's not, I feel like, I don't think we as just regular ordinary people are able to just be like, yeah, I said, even if you studied Arabic, yeah, I studied Arabic. So I think that this ayah means this. There's mm-hmm. Islam is a very like deep religion and you need to be someone who has knowledge of like all other aspects of Islam in order to be able to like make these kind of like very true. these kind of like statements. It's easy for people to just like, no Arabic and just translate, right? That's not the hard part. I mean, part. not 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 if you don't speak Arabic. I feel like that that's actually that's probably harder, easier said. No, I'm done. saying I'm saying like even learning Arabic. Like there's people who learn. Like there's non-Muslims who learn Arabic, right? There's people who learn Arabic, go to the Quran and like read things. But that's I don't think just learning Arabic is even enough to really no. be able to understand what Allah means by this. Yeah, you might get the linguistics and you might get that, but I think that's what's going on. People aren't fully um, studying all parts of Islam, right? They're just like, oh, I'm going to study Arabic and I'm going to do this. And, oh, I'm, I think I can. Oh, according to my opinion, this, this, this. When in reality, your opinion doesn't really matter. Right. Like, yeah. you don't really be reading the Quran for one year and being like, yeah, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. No, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. Because these no. people that even, even, okay, we can say like, like another um, thing that people would be like, oh, like all the... I don't mean um, we talked about this a bit earlier, but like they talk about how this religion is very male dominant, right? About how like oh, if we look at the main scholars or whatever who come up with like, let's talk about like thick rulings and stuff like that. They're all men, so technically, like if we had more women who um, were in thick and stuff like that, it would be different because we have a woman's perspective. But I always challenge that a little bit because I'm like. There were women like um, um, Kabir said earlier. There were there was Aisha, the wife of the prophet. There was all these oh, other um, people who were um, all his, all the wives of his prophet were all teachers, not just Aisha. All of them were all teachers, and they all people used to come to them and ask them questions about the prophet and about all these things. And I feel like at the end of the day, if it's something that Allah, um, I don't know, if it's something that's very very important, I feel like it has been said. 
that's just how I think of Islam. I feel like Islam is so complete to the point where like we have the eyes that we say when we're leaving the house and we're about to eat or about to do like little little things that if it was something that was as big as that, like it would have been mentioned. But that's just me. Honestly, I also feel like it boils down to the fact that a lot of a lot of people's knowledge on Islam is so small that they worry about the littlest things. Like I feel like we have so much more complex things to worry about than like, oh, why 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 doesn't he speak about women? Why didn't you know what I mean? Like I just feel like like obviously we have we have so many no even even with what you're saying like that was something that even the women around the prophet used to complain about right there's mm-hmm. an ayah in the quran where allah talks about in the muslimino and muslimat allah says all oh, believing men all oh, believing women oh um conscious men are con-, like allah says the both the male and the female for everything and allah revealed that ayah because a woman i'm not sure which of the wives of the prophet i think it's um salama but like came to the prophet and was like how come most of the time when Allah's addressing everyone, he only says men, right? right? Or when, like, Allah really addresses the men and Allah doesn't really address the women. And, like, Allah sent that ayah down for her. to, And that ayah is one of the most, like, profound ayahs in the Quran that talks about how men and women in Islam are equal when it comes mm-hmm. to religious attributes and things like that. Yes, there's um, equity and all these other things, right? But, like, we're equal in the sight of Allah religiously, a man is not going to pray Fajr and get more reward than a woman is going to pray. Right. Like, it's the same thing. So things, I don't know. I feel like there's always going to be things that we're just going to be, we're going to feel some type of way about. Yeah. Right. right. And so I'm, I'm not even going to say that the people that are upset about some of these things are upset over things that are, that are quote unquote little. I think to me, the complaining, somebody saying like, oh, I want something to be changed or I don't understand why this is this way is very much like a symptom and not a cause. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it reflects some, it, it reflects some sort of problem that, that somebody has with, you know, whether it's the rulings, the, the obligatory things that have been thrust upon them, whatever, whatever. And I think like sometimes that can probably, like sometimes that can be like, totally like illegit like just like you know somebody saying oh why do we have to pray why do we have to do all that you know or why do i have to give my money why can't i take injury like you know just things where people are strictly out for themselves but i can also see cases where that you know that sort of questioning becomes symptom i i is a very like result from sort of actions that have just been you know consistently perpetuated through our communities like if mm. say somebody you know lives in a community where when they hear of a muslim marriage they hear of like you know people beating their wives you know people like controlling their lives not allowing their mm. wives to go outside the house if you hear you know like oh i don't even have legal protections if this person wants to divorce me or, or take a second wife or whatever because we don't even have like you know, like a, a legally valid marriage. And I know we were, we were started off talking about like interfaith stuff, but I think the finesse can potentially happen in a lot of different ways, even mm-hmm. in like a marriage of the same faith. But I think it comes from, you know, a lot of different directions of people actually just being treated poorly. And so then the complaint about this sort of thing comes from like a, well, I'm being treated, like, like the real complaint is like, I'm being treated poorly 
there is something that is going on here. And like, and oftentimes it's as a result of some behavior that is not in accordance with the Quran and the Sunnah. Mm. Speak on you it. Know. Also, I mean, the only thing I'm going to say is that, right, like the solution to that, like we, I mean, like, yes, education is always, education is always a part of the, the solution just because like, you know, you got to know the Quran and the Sunnah to even know what, what to follow. That being said, I don't think we can just be like, you know, you don't even really understand, go learn your deen, and then that's the problem. You know, like, that's going to solve everything. Like, even, for example, in my household, my dad would be like, oh, wear your, wear your scarf in the house, wear your hijab in the house, because angels are around. I'm like, sir, show me in the Quran. Please show me where I have to be suffocated with my hijab and even in the house. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel as though because our knowledge is only within these, like, these four walls, mm-hmm. we have to broaden it. We can't just say we're angry at it because we just don't know. So, it, like I said, Islam is way more complex than we think, and we can't just allow one person to tell us, okay, yeah, this is the right way. Yeah, follow it this way, and never question it, never research it for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it, it just it just can't stop there. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I would honestly think that, like, you know, anyone who would say that the, you know, the Quran would need revision, whether I'm, I can't speak to whether that point is valid or not. Well, what I can't, what, what I do feel confident in saying is that individual is having a battle with their iman, and you know it might behoove them to to check their faith more than to check the ta- the text at that point because right. usually usually you're having some inner battle with within yourself where you're you're looking for the the Quran to support you know mm-hmm. you you instead of you serving the word you mm-hmm. know um so um I, I think that's not the focus you know most of the time most of the time these revisions i mean if you believe that the quran is complete if you believe that this is you know uh this is timeless if you believe that you know this is really the word there's no way that you can say it needs revision, right? Like if the most perfect thing is imperfect, um, then it's not worth believing in. And, right. You know, so. I, and I think we should learn from history, honestly. Isn't that how the Christians started their own, you know? So we just, I just right. definitely, honestly, what you said, perfectly said, honestly. This might be a bit of a weird take, but I think that the people that, like, like, you know, like, you know, the people that we would probably look at and say, oh, you're saying this, that, and the third, you know, you're struggling with your iman. I think they might, they would probably agree with that. And I, and again, I think that's the point where things get tricky because it's like, yeah, I'm struggling because, you know, this has been my understanding. If you can even get to the point where, where people are saying, this is what I know um like and and i don't like this and for somebody to eat to say like to either ask them okay why or even just say oh that's what you've been told that's not it at all and and even if you can get to that place like again like the even just the harm that certain like structures around you might have whether that's family whether that's elders in the community can potentially inflict you might even get to a place where certain people are just like, you know what, I don't want to hear any of it. I'm done wiping my hands of it. 
And mm. again, not not condoning it. I think if we can really engage with people and, and even just develop a certain level of knowledge to the point where we can even start engaging with people, have real conversations, um, and not even just real conversations, but really be in people's lives in positive ways, then I think we can start to move the needle on that. Um, and I, 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 I agree with y'all 100% that like, you know, like the, the things that we're talking about, like whether it's the Quran, whether it's the Sunnah, I like, yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I think if you're questioning those things, it's indicative of, of a much deeper problem. Um, but also at the same time, recognizing that like, because that problem's deeper, like, like what's the fix? I don't, right. I don't necessarily know. Well, I'll end on this. Why must we be so arrogant to question the word and the text before we question ourselves, right? Like, why can't we mm. just keep it keep it a buck with ourselves and say, hey, this is what it's supposed to be. This is the word. This is what God said. But, you know, I just think it this or I'm I just chose this is this is what I've chose not to listen to. Right. Um like why why do we have to usually take the route of well technically you know um like why 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 can't we just admit that yeah we we just not following this one you know and and keep you know and be be settled with that and and work on it if you if you choose to i don't know yes, I, have I, I forget what companion actually said those words you just said there's um a companion that used to say that anytime like or is it a companion or maybe like Imam Malik or something that anytime he gives a fatwa or whatever he'd be like oh if y'all read the Quran and it actually turns out that it says something else like follow the text before you follow me kind of thing like I believe that was Imam Shafi'i okay I didn't remember which one I didn't want to okay but yeah but he always says that so I just thought it was very interesting he said that so Hmm. you made me feel a little scholarly there I I appreciate that (laughs) I'll take that. I'll take that. But I think you're you're speaking on a really on a really fundamental point. Like, and and I mean, like it, you know, subhanAllah. Like when we think about people, like you know, Imam Shafi'i, uh, you know, Rahimahullah, mm-hmm. um, or you know, any of any of the, you know, the Sahaba or or the Tabi'in, like, and and I mean, we get told this a lot, but like it's it's anecdotes like that where it's like you realize it's it was it's different. It's just different. In terms of how they saw themselves, in ter- especially in terms of their relationship to Allah, in terms of how they treated, you know, the commands of Allah, in terms of how they treated the Quran and the Sunnah, and I and I think we actually hear a lot of that to the point where we don't necessarily even understand when people mm-hmm. are saying, you know, all oh, the Sahaba were here, they were this, this, that, and the third, the forerunners, and you know, I think what people hear when that's being said is just like you're nothing, and true or not i i think that ends up having a very counterproductive effect where like you can't tell people ayo strive to do your basics like if you are doing your fard salah you're fulfilling your pillars you know you're you know you know the things that you need to know and you can do that consistently and you're treating people well hey bro you're winning like we we don't we don't speak about things in, in that term we're, we're not speaking about that like i mean at least in a way that I think encourages people to want to continue or, or strive for that if that's not something that they're already hitting, right? Like we, 
I think, and I mean, like, I think part of it comes from like, right, this, you know, you want to have high aspirations. And, and of course, like, strive to do the best that you can. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not saying any of this to encourage, you know, like laziness or anything like that. But I think we have this tendency of taking things to this extreme where it's like, wow, well, if you're not sort of, you know, if you're not at least, and let me not even talk about like what it is that people do, but like, if you're not, if you don't see yourself as, you know, among the best or somebody that's great or somebody that's in a superior position, you just feel inferior. You just feel insecure and not in a useful way that motivates you to want to do more, but just in a way that like, you know, just makes you feel bad about yourself is like, this is really negative loop. I feel like that that happens a lot to like kids, right? If a, if a child, like, for example, if a child says, oh, I don't want to pray or whatever, like they're not going to get told about the importance of prayer. You're getting shamed. It's like, oh, how dare you? Or it's like, say, you know, your parents tell you, oh, you know, do this extra prayer or whatever it is that you might not want to do or you're being pushed or whatever. Like it's not necessarily explained why it's important to strive. You'll just feel bad. Like you'll just be shamed for not wanting to do more. Right. And so I think there's this weird balance that we have to have in terms of like, how do we sort of emphasize the things that need to be emphasized? How do we instruct in a way there where people aren't just doing things or saying things to feel good about themselves, but really trying to, you know, say things or, or do things rather, not even say things, but just do things for their own benefit. Right. I mean, I personally feel like I struggle with this a lot. I think we need to we need to bring this up amongst the group at Yasser. I think this should be part of our our content because we can't be the only ones thinking about this. I think we need to talk about this as a Uma. Um, mm-hmm. These are these these are critical things, especially you know just to point out the 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 whole concept of marriage and you know what we you know what we look for in our partners and the interfaith um i really want to hear the group for that does anybody while we're plugging does anybody uh have the date on to uh at hand for you july 2nd to the 4th friday july 2nd uh, i think it kicks off that evening and then it goes the whole weekend the theme is perseverance fulfilling our dean in the new area mm. no the new era the new area doesn't make sense <laughs> perseverance can't be a can't be a better word to describe mm-hmm. <laughs> to describe our or round up our last 12 to really like 20 months so man i don't know with that i feel like we uh we can drop the mic but i want i want to get the consensus of the group here yeah yes yes man, yeah. another one another one <laughs> we we did it again man uh I think I think our episodes get more insightful. They get more exciting. I can't wait for our next one, number three for this season. Uh, I'm super excited to be amongst you guys. You guys are super talented. Um, alhamdulillah, man. It's another good episode. Yeah, I think it went really well, actually. Man, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. I think that wraps up another episode. Again, another one. You are listening to Muslims on the Move. Again, you have myself, Abdul Rahman, Fatima, and Kabir. 
All right, guys. Well, another one. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Muslims on the Move, an audio experience. Brought to you by Muslims on the Move, a program of APC. Let us know what you think about this episode. Share this episode with a friend so they can also benefit. Follow us on Instagram at Advanced Platform and subscribe to our mailing list by visiting APC's website at apc.ncnmo.org. Thanks for listening. Assalamu alaikum.